Hey, besties. My name's Lisa. And my name's Tamara, and we're BFFs. Tamara and I met when we were about 12 years old, growing up in good old Fairbanks, Alaska. And we've been best friends forever since. That's right. And that's why we've decided to have some fun, friendly conversations with the bestest of best friends. We'll talk about how we became best friends, our experiences together, and have other best friends on the show to share how they met. Who knows? You never know when you'll meet your next BFF. Now let's get into it. How I met my BFF. Hi, Tamara. Hey, Lisa. So excited <laughs> and to Lisa. be here. Yeah. <laughs> so excited to be here today and we get to hear from our, our guest today, Lisa Williams, and hear about her beautiful story with her friend Elizabeth. And um, Tamara, before we do that, is there anything you were doing this week? Do you have any kind of successes, you know, challenges, anything? Um, you know, just kind of getting through January, excited for Chinese New Year coming up because it might be a better New Year than January 1st, New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll take that. I'm going to see if I have a better luck. Um, so far, we've kind of been in COVID world. So hopefully that will end. And um, But yeah, no, it's been a good week. Just kind of hopefully getting out of kids having COVID and moving forward. So that's about it. Nothing too exciting to report. It's been the end of January in yes. Montana. <laughs> True. Well, I say I've had a... I was, thinking about it, I was like, I've had a really busy week. Yesterday, I gave, I had two like really different experiences. I got invited to this really cool luncheon in San Juan Capistrano at this place called Heritage Barbecue. And it was all these other people in the, in the restaurant industry. And what the organizer, he sent out a video and he's like, if you're wondering why I chose this restaurant, watch this video. And I click on the video and it's a 10 minute video. And I'm like, what could I possibly want to watch about barbecue for 10 minutes? Because, you know, I just couldn't imagine what would be that fascinating. But I have got to tell you, they sucked me in. And it was really cool to watch like why they started the restaurant. And it's an outdoor thing. It's very traditional, like Texas barbecue thing. They've got these huge, huge barbecue. I don't even know what they call them, like... um, grills, but they're like, they look like those big cylinders, like the big barrels. And they take their barbecue very, very, very seriously. So, um, it was so delicious and probably not Mm. the lowest calorie meal I ever had, but it was so good. So a little shout out to Heritage Barbecue in San Juan Capistrano. If you're in the area, check it out. It's right across the street from the Mission. So if you're seeing the Mission, just hop on over, order your ribs and your, <laughs> your brisket. It was so good. So it was kind of fun. And then I jetted on home to give a talk in Canada from my house in California. And I was asked to talk about perseverance. So that was new. I don't usually craft talks just specifically about a certain topic because I usually speak about speaking, but it was really fun. And uh, yeah, so we talked about perseverance. So at a, that was just yesterday. <laughs> just yesterday, but it was a full week. All right. So enough about us. Let's talk about best friends and being best friends forever. And Lisa and I met, we've met a few different times for, through different 
connections. Yeah, we met at a couple and, online times, and then now we've been blessed to meet in person, too. Yes, yes. Sometimes and when it's of, not affecting us, then it just seems to go right back to affecting us. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait, oh, wait, no, we're, oh, we're back? No, we're, no, yeah. we're not. Okay. You know, yes. I think we're all experiencing that. And I was so um, touched when Lisa and I were sharing about, I was talking about the show and how you shared about your friend, Elizabeth, and how, and so I'm going to just let you take it from here. Tell us about your BFF, Elizabeth. Oh, goodness. This girl, she changed my life in so many ways. We, uh, it's interesting. We, we came to be friends actually later in life. We, um, we were both single mamas and it was, I think it's an actually a great testimony to how God works, but also how women work because, um, I was going through a very challenging divorce. I was a single mom with two little ones as was she. And, um, my, one of my other best friends literally was talking to our neighbor who was one of Elizabeth's friends and they, they knew we were both going through this and they're like, we need to connect them. <laughs> so they just, oh, they it was just like a blind like, date. Exactly. So, um, so literally Elizabeth and I, I called her out of the blue, like, I know you don't know me, but I got your number, <laughs> you know? And, um, she just happened. She was wonderful. We, we literally talked for like an hour. And then she just happened to be hosting a single parent Bible study at our, at our house. And so I literally just next week, I went to her house with a Bible in my hand and a broken heart and just got to be in the presence of this amazing woman. Um, I get emotional when I talk about her because she actually passed away a couple of years, two years ago now, almost two years ago. Um, but man, that friendship, you know, we got to, um, she's an amazing woman of faith. She, she is, she is an amazing mom, an amazing mother. We both got to fall in love again, um, in our friendship. We, we both got married. We, um, you know, she had, she had two and two, her and her husband. Um, so they didn't have any more. They literally had four kids under, um, under four in diaper, like oh, wow. <laughs> diapers. Um, That's a handful. And, uh, you know, we just, we got to do blended family life together, which is crazy, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, and then I, I was blessed to be part of her, her caregiver, um, group of small group, you know, her husband and, um, another dear friend and I were, were the people that got to go, to chemo and got to spend nights in the hospital and, and then got to see her into heaven, you know, and she's just, my life has forever changed as is, as is everyone's life that meets her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you, wait, how, how soon did you know, okay, she's, uh, she's best friend status for you. Like what, Tell us about that part of your friendship. Well, you know, it's interesting because I I actually, I'll reference my mom um, with this because my mom, um, my my sweet girl asked my mom one day, Grammy, who's your best friend? And um, she said, well, 
so she said, well, baby mom, Grammy has lots of best friends, you know. Um, Jesus is my number one friend, right? Um, so, you know, Elizabeth and I, she, I just knew immediately that we would be in one another's lives forever, you know, mm-hmm. and we were, we were meant to do life together. And she was meant to be my, she's, she and I had a very different relationship than most of my friends because I think of because of our origination point and how we met and going through the same things, you know, we actually both had husbands that were unfaithful to us. And Mm -hmm. so there's that kind of stuff that we, we, we could hear each other's pain and we, we were meeting each other where we were at, um, And so there's, I think there's a, there was a different foundation than maybe other friendships. Um, She was really great at calling me on my shit, you know, pardon my French, you know, and, and we had that kind of friendship, like, and I did the same for her, you know, she would, we would call all the time and I, I would, I would say, um, you know, I would talk to her about something. She's like, do you want me to just listen or do you want me to tell you what I think? You know, like that's kind of what it was. And, um, and we had, you know, we had, we both had daughters that, um, you know, became friends and we got to go on mother daughter retreats, which again, adds a different element. You know, um, we also, Elizabeth had one of the deepest faiths that I know. And she taught me so much about not just being a a fan of Jesus, but like a disciple and a recruiter for Jesus. And that this world is is not our world. It's a a spiritual battle is going on in this world that we're in. And she really helped me grow in faith, um, which I think is is an amazing opportunity for a friendship. It just changes when when you're in that realm, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, we're very sorry to hear about your loss. And wow, just it's already been two years. I'm sure sometimes it feels just like yesterday. And also feels like a million years all wrapped in one. What do you have a f- favorite memory that you could tell us about that you, you know, think you Elizabeth would agree on as well. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, I have t- so many funny memories of her. Um, but just a couple I'll share with you. We we were blessed um, to actually work together for a period of time. And we we literally sat across the cube from one another. And she was this beautiful Southern blonde. And she could turn on that Southern accent um, very, very quickly, you know. And so some of the best times were just her, you know, we, we worked in this big bullpen. We were, rec- we were recruiters. So there's like a lot of energy in the room and people talking over each other. And she just had such a gift of wit and humor. And, you know, we, she would just get on the phone with these managers and, you know, she'd be saying one thing, but then like making funny gestures and we just had so much fun. And, and then one memory in particular, um, that really stands out was she had been battling cancer for about two years and she was in remission. She was, so she was in a period of wellness. She had this cute little pixie blonde hair, um, and my husband and I had won a trip to Mexico for our company and we got to bring 
we each got to bring someone. So we brought her and her husband. And we had this big gala night. And Elizabeth danced her socks off. Like she danced <laughs> like there was no tomorrow. I have a video of her and this other random guy literally up on the stage having a dance off, you know, and she just, <laughs> she just had so much fun. It's I just love that. <laughs> I love That's, that. Yeah. It's good. Do you have, as far as, I mean, I, and also too, I guess we sh- should bring up that you are, you have been working on a book. So this might be what you speak about. I'm not sure. We'll find out. But as far as, um, you know, moving forward and, you know, other best friends that you have now or for other best friends out there who haven't had their best friend pass away. Yeah. You know, what, what, what have you learned through this experience? Because I can't imagine yet, you know, I have lost my life, so I get that part of it. But um, what do you, do you have any words of advice yeah. as far as that happening? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, a year before Elizabeth died, I lost my mom. I, in, it was 10 months in between losing basically both my best friends, you know, and, um, and yet it was so lovely how God just showed up because, uh, right before my mom got sick, I, I started a business, a home-based business. And I, I was a corporate, I'm a recovered corporate executive. I'm not quite recovered, but I'm claiming that title. <laughs> you know? And I retired a couple of years ago and I, I just, I have this very like this employee brain that I have to retrain, you know, and the business I'm part of is just a group of entrepreneurs and they're just Lisa, Lisa knows, I, I don't recall if you're an entrepreneur as well, Tamara, but it's, it's just a different world. It's a really big world of abundance and giving, and um, you almost don't trust it at first, you know, because it's yeah. like, why are people so nice to me, right? Corporate is just not always that way, unfortunately, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I happened to start my business a few months before mom got sick. And I tell you what, God just like, he, he just knew I was going to need a new family, you know, and a, a new mm-hmm. group of, of best friends. And that's what I've been blessed with. And I, I just really, um, you know, I tease the people that I work with, like, you know, you, there's a lot of them. And I'm like, you almost make up for Elizabeth and mom. Just, okay. <laughs> still yeah. yeah. But it's just, I just think, you know, and I, and I've met so many people as a result of the loss um, but it's mm. only because I've put myself out there um, because I think a lot of people that experience loss go in a cave and don't get me wrong. I've, I've been there. I've done that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that God can use all things for my good. And I know that, that he, you know, this is just a place in time and it, it will pass, you know, it's not a pit, right? Just a place in time. So I know that I was just, I've just been really blessed. And so I think my advice is that, um, yes, you you know, the only reason you're feeling so sad is because you at once, at one time also felt immense joy and we Mm. wouldn't have those, those pits, you know, those, those pits and those, you know, highs if we, if we didn't do life the way we're meant to. I I don't think we're meant to just live a steady life. 
you know, we're meant to, to have challenges. We're meant to have triumphs and everything in between, you know? Yes. And um, I, I'll share a little bit about, you mentioned the book. Um, I think I think loss can also really trigger people to do things that maybe they wouldn't have ever, ever done. Um, and the book is, is one of those things. Um, because Elizabeth was a journalist. She was a prolific uh, writer. And unfortunately, she never wrote anything that was published. Um, so oh, we're actually yeah. writing this book together. She's in my brain. And the, the book is called Conversation with an Angel. And it's oh. about a woman that loses her best friend. And then her friend starts to visit her as an angel for the rest of her life. And mm. she gets to ask, ask questions about what heaven's like and about life. And, you know, it's it's just, it's kind of a fun little something I came up with. And, and it's based on, I, I wish Elizabeth was really visiting me. She's not, but it's based on our many conversations that we had about our faith and about what we think heaven's like and what we hope it's like and what we dream it's like. And so, um, yeah, it's just a, a labor of love that we're working on together. Wow. That's, I, I was curious about that because I, I had known the title from what you had shared with me. So Conversations with an Angel. And then I, I have that same desire of, uh, with my, my dad passing away, how I'm like, people will sometimes say to me like, oh, well, you can talk to him whenever you want. And I'm like, no, I know. But it's, there's a part of me that's still like, yeah, but... I want it the way it used to be. You know, I want him here. And only recently I, why well, I, I decided to have an attitude change. Now I've, I've, he passed away several years ago. So I've had a little bit longer to go through the process. Um, and so as of the beginning of this year, January 1st is his birthday. So in the morning I added to my ritual of writing him a, a little note every morning. And I would just go, you know what? It, yes. Okay. If I could talk to him at any time, I'm just going to practice and I'm going to just do it and we'll see what happens. And it has been really, I would say it's been um, very healing feeling and very comforting more so than I would have said it would have been, you know, because what, anyway, so I can relate. Like, I feel like I'm like, I don't feel like I hear his voice. But yet, sometimes I can sense that he, I always know that he's there, but I just don't have that natural ability to hear that other voice. I know some people do. I just. I'm the same. I'm like, why can't I hear that? Like, so, yeah. but, but Lisa, let's pray about that. Like, we'll, we'll find it, yeah. you know, if we're meant to. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, that's, and when is the book due to come out? We we just finished writing it, so we're in editing right now, and so right mm-hmm. around like March April time frame, yeah. And so look for it. It's conversation with an angel. Make sure you girls get the link and stuff. Yeah, yeah. What you know, a lot of people ask me during my time of loss, and still do, but especially you know right at the beginning. Um, what what can I do? How can I help? What you know? I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you're kind of almost two years into it, do you have words of advice yeah. as far as Absolutely. you know what? How other people in the future who have you know who might have friends who lose other friends like what has 
been something that's helped you? You know, I actually, one of my other best friends just lost her husband. And so we just are going through this right now. And um, I would say, first of all, don't be afraid to talk about it, you know? And I think you learn a lot about people when you lose someone, don't you? You know, I learned a lot about people that I, I was, some, some were, I was very pleasantly surprised and some I was rather disappointed, you know? Um, And I would say, have no judgment of anyone because we're not taught how to, to go through loss. We're just not. Absolutely. You know, and whatever, I mean, I learned this recently from my, my dear friend that lost her husband, which was different for me. You know, when someone would say, I'm so sorry for your loss, I didn't take offense. I was, I'm like, that's all they know what to say, you know, but, but my friend Jane was like, if one more person tells me, I'm sorry for your loss, I'm going to punch him in the face, you know? And so it's like, you don't even know what, and, and I, I would say that is a really good thing to say is I don't even know what to say, but Mm -hmm. I want you to know, I love you. you Yeah. And I'm here, whatever that looks like. Right. And, and definitely don't take anything personally um, because the reality is we're, we're all just doing the best that we can in a, in a really just not a good time, you know, a poopy time. right? Yeah. And just have a lot of grace for yourself and a lot of grace for others. Be ready to learn things about people. Um, Cause here's the deal. It's death and taxes. We're all going to lose someone. We all got to pay taxes. You know, I mean, it's, I, I personally find um, death a beautiful thing. Um, it can be a very beautiful thing. You know, my, when Elizabeth died, it was, it was, it was beautiful. I was there with her um, a couple hours before. I wasn't there when she passed, but in the short time before she passed, um, she was, there was no pain. She was peaceful for, which she hadn't been for a very long time. She was, she was in a different place with God, you know, and I, um, I actually sent a text to several of our friends and, um, and I read them to her. They all, they all said goodbye and I got to read them to her and I, Mm -hmm. and I sang to her and it was just, it was the most amazing, um, privilege that I've ever had, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, Tamara, your loss is, it doesn't even compare the loss of a child and so suddenly and tragically. um, And I can't even, I cannot even imagine, you know, what? Well, you know, I, I, you might be able to relate to this. I think you are, you're absolutely right that our society and how lucky it is that, you know, exponentially the amount of death we have to deal with in our life has really declined just even in the past, let's say, 50 to 100 years. Um, So how lucky we are as a society to have, you know, we don't have it in our face as much. So that's amazing. But with that comes a lot of people don't know how to handle death, don't know how to handle other people who are having to handle death. And it's, you know, it can be hard. And, um, you know, one of the things I've come across is, 
a lot of people won't come and talk to me about the hard things in their lives because, yeah, it's the, you know, their child, their best friend, their mom, their spouse aren't necessarily dying, but it's still, it's like, but I'm still here. I can still be your person. I can still handle you sharing something that's rough in your life. And um, so have you, like, have you noticed that with, you know, people kind of having to kind of reprocess, you know, a friendship per se, because they don't want to step on your toes and make life worse. But, you know, you're having to educate them that like, you know, death or grief is grief, but um, I, you know, I still want to be here with you on earth, you know, going through hard stuff with you. You know, I'll tell you something that happened that kind of resonates maybe. Um, So when I first was thinking about writing the book, I, um, because how it came about actually was, do you know what caring bridge is? Did you, did you, have you ever yeah. done a caring bridge? Mm-hmm. So yep. Elizabeth had this caring bridge going that, um, and every time she posted, she had this, just, she was so witty and she was just a brilliant writer. And, and then you have her deep seated faith. And so she would, you would be going into that you know, journal to, to see how she's doing, mm-hmm. you know, so deeply worried about her and just devastated what she's going through. And you would leave laughing and crying and just like, so lifted up. Right. And so my original thought was just putting these caring bridge, um, journal entries together and publishing them. And oh, then, um, and, and then it just evolved from there. But what was interesting, what happened was I was, when I was chatting with this group of friends about it, um, there was a lot of judgment, you know, there was like a couple of them were like, well, how is that your right to do, you know? And, um, it was so interesting because I just realized like everyone, you know, if you lived your life constantly caring about what other people think you are going to be screwed. <laughs> you're, not, you're never yes. going to do your, I mean, I, you know, and this kind of gets into my business a little because I am a, a, a certified approval addiction coach is one of the things that I, I do. And I, I'm fascinated by the topic, you know, and it kind of goes into like, you know, there's no right way to grieve and there's no right way. You know, mm-hmm. I actually had a couple people when my mom passed that were almost mad at me that I wasn't more sad. Um, like it, there were things that they would say, like, I'm worried about you. Oh, yeah. You're not, you seem like you're not grieving. And I'm like, I had that happen. Too. I know where my mom is. I know I'm going to see her again. And I know she's not suffering anymore. You know, yeah. a glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's just, you know, yeah. we live in such a world of judgment and, it again, it just goes into our this spiritual battle that we're all in the midst of, really. I mean, we can go deep, girls. Like, you know? yeah, right. Yeah, I also I can relate to that of of people having judgment of how you are supposed to mm-hmm. grieve or how you should look mm-hmm. when you're sad, right? And why, are, especially what you wear, through. like it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being with Tamara at at different points of the of after losing Savannah and, you know, you can't, I, I, grief is just a, it's sort of an elusive, elusive feeling experience. I, I know for me, and you can't sustain it 
any emotion forever. You know, at one point, there's something that distracts you or uh, um, something funny comes on TV and you laugh, but even though you're, you're still sad, but you could still laugh. I mean, you have all these access to all these different emotions. And it just, it's like a tidal wave I've, I found. Um, but I, I don't know if I ever told you this, Tamara, and I'll, I'll probably start crying, but... Um, <laughs> I was going to be the one who was all... Yeah, just But, um, okay. So there was probably, I would say, I don't remember how long it was, maybe a year or two after Savannah passed away. And there was this point that we had a conversation and I remember hanging up the phone and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like the first time in so long that I've heard your voice kind of how it used to be. Yeah. Not that it was the same. I know it's not, I know it's not ever going to be the same, but yeah. just, it takes a while. Yeah. It takes well, a while. Yeah. It's, um, and yeah, I mean, Lisa, the other Lisa, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> so I'll give you a break for a moment. Um, as yeah, it's huge, you know, as you probably have the other friends, even in your circle that you had with Elizabeth, like how you guys have had to support one another um, and how each person has handled it. And even, you know, you're two years into it. We're seven years into losing Savannah. And I tell you, it doesn't get easier. It doesn't get hard. It's like this weird, you know, you think you got it this one moment and then bam, it's like, nope, you're, you're back to day one, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've experienced that, Lisa. With well, and I think it's it's a it's a choice you make. You really mm. do at some point have to choose to um, you, to use that experience to for your for your ultimate good and the good of others, or not. Yeah, and and unfortunately, I find most people don't use it, and it's such a waste. And, you know, I give, I give, I heard this analogy the other day that was really great. It was, you know, some people, when they lose someone, they're, they're actually ahead of the game. You know, like when I lost my mom and Elizabeth, I, I feel like I was ahead of the grieving game because I have faith. I know where, where they are. I know. And in a sense, they're just passing me the baton to keep going, Right. And then yeah. some people have some catching up to do. So depending who who you are, you know, I mean, I can't imagine the loss without my faith. I can't imagine. Yeah. Whatever faith you have, I hope you have a faith that there is a greater good out there that has a good plan for your life. And, it, and it's, a, it's a big plan, you know? And I think, I mean, it, it actually is a great, segue into just what's happening in our world right now with COVID, because a lot of people are, there's so much grieving. There's grief, grief of our, mm -hmm. there's grief of, of friendships. There's grief of family loss. There's grief of, uh, grief of liberties being trampled on and freedom, you know, freedom to smile, you know, have our kids go to school and, and freedom to, you know, have control of our own bodies there's just a lot of grief and you know that I think it's very easy to be complacent in life and grief makes you just 
brings you to your knees. Yeah. And so then how do you, do you choose to get up? Do you choose to stay on your knees? You know, and, and the people that I think choose to get up, I think you're, you're living life differently then because you're not living it just for you anymore. You're living it for, for others too. You know, I mean, I'm doing things in my life now that I never dreamed and I don't think I'd be doing them if I hadn't lost mom and Elizabeth, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I, I hope that's an excellent like reminder to people out there who might be listening to this, who are just like, choice, what are you talking about? I can't even imagine that right now. I'm such, but it, you know, it's a, it's a hope that you can, you know, ch- things can get better. It doesn't, it may not feel like it, especially in, me, in the immediate, but, you know, you can rise above and, and choose and, you know, things you can make a different. What are there, I mean, on. like the, here's my thinking. It's like, how, how old are you ladies? Are you in your forties yet? I mean, 49. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm, <laughs> I just turned 51. Okay. Uh, now my, so yeah, business, my business is, is wealth and insurance is part of that. Statistically ladies, we're going to live another 35 to 40 years. Like, yeah. doesn't it make sense to, to make go. this chapter, this <laughs> next chapter, our best chapter, right? <laughs> I was going to put in, I realize I'm, I'm putting in a little bit of footnotes for our besties listening because um, a caring bridge in case you haven't heard of it is a great, uh, website. If someone, you know, is going through any kind of, any kind of issue where, it's like, oh, I got to tell everybody, you know, I went to the doctor, I did this, and this is the treatment. And, and you have, end up having to have those individual conversations. Caring Bridges made it to where you can allow access for who you want to see on that journey. And you can, someone can post for you on your behalf and just say, you know, that, you know, um, if, if you're not able to do that or however you want to set it up and then other people can comment. So just hold it held in one spot. So you don't have to make all these phone calls or update everyone 27 times. It, it's a beautiful, um, so great tool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the other footnote is, you know, we haven't brought up Savannah, um, on this show. So some people oh. may or may not know, which is fine. Um, but just, some people may or may not know that Tamara's uh, eldest daughter, Savannah, um, had passed away, as you know, said seven years ago. And um, I don't know if you want me to share anything more about that, but that's good for now. Yeah, <laughs> just but, yeah. I realize we hadn't we hadn't shared that. Yeah, I guess so a background there. That needs to go in your episode zero because that's a big part of your friendship, I'm sure. Is how you yeah yeah you know? we we discussed kind of how to approach that um yeah we will have to figure that out a little bit more in detail but yeah, yeah so well see thanks. this is actually yeah. you just have to keep listening to every single <laughs> episode and then we'll slowly yeah. reveal all the de- all the juicy the details. <laughs> <laughs> um well it's almost time for us to wrap up but I wanted to ask you. Lisa, um, kind of towards the end of all of our podcasts, and Lisa, you might have more questions too, but so I'm just kind of ending it with our fun one. Um, So this might get a little sad, but hopefully happy. Um, I always, you know, we ask our guests if they were together, 
what, you know, what would you go and do after this, you know, podcast or interview? Like, what would you go do with your bestie? Oh, I know. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. So we had yeah. a ritual. Um, we were so blessed to do every single year, which was, um, I, I have this awesome timeshare for those of you not familiar with California. It's called the Newport Coast. And it's oh, yeah. this beautiful beach. <laughs> And we would go every year for my birthday, um, Elizabeth and two other friends and mm-hmm. I. And we would drink champagne and we would have chocolate and we would go on big walks on the beach and get in our cozy jammies and just talk and talk and laugh and laugh and watch silly movies for hours and a couple for the weekend, you know. And so we would we would get away and go do something like that, you know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Shout out new. Newport Coast Villas, exactly. which Mary and I have actually been there yeah. together. Yeah, I was going to say, Lisa and I have been there together, and yes, it's So you amazing. know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we're there, I, or I'm there, we'll have to Yeah, I would have, love to, to meet you in person. <laughs> yeah, Lisa, when's your timeshare coming up? No, <laughs> <laughs> and we need, well, to have Lisa, we need to have Lisa Reed come ski with us, right, Tamara, in Montana? Oh. Um. Okay, well, if you, yeah, good luck. I will be in the lodge. <laughs> you can folks. be, you can be warming up the hot chocolate for us. And yeah, I'm not doing. I'm not yeah. skiing. Well, <laughs> she'll she, she failed a long time ago. She'll have the. Hopefully, she can help um, bring in the gentlemen and uh, drink and have drinks waiting. <laughs> there you go. Oh <laughs> sure. I go ice skating. I just don't go skiing. Yeah, <laughs> we grew up in, in in Alaska, but um, which actually I never really skied that much there either. But you know, just me and snow. Mm-hmm. No, there's a long another Tamara, story. I but grew up in Alaska. Too. I did. No, I did oh, too. That's right. That's right. Is that Where crazy? About in Alaska? How many how many times are you on a show <laughs> and there's three people from Alaska? That is not very often. <laughs> that's pretty. Well, I think that's that, a statistic um, where right did there. You, where did you grow up? I grew up, I was born and raised in Anchorage. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're Fairbanks, but yeah. So Anchorage is great. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Well, Alaskans, we, we always have to find one another. <laughs> we so. do. We just can spot them yep. a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> Go Alaska. Woo woo. <laughs> Well, it was so wonderful having you on the show, and I could just feel Elizabeth, like, blessing us all, mm-hmm. and um, I can't wait to see your book and hear those words of wisdom from her, and uh, one other question I did have, Lisa, that we didn't that we didn't address, because Elizabeth's not here in physical form today, but how do you think she would describe you as a friend? Oh gosh, she would describe me as genuine and generous and fun. Aww. And someone that loves the Lord with all her heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. Thank you, Elizabeth. Oh, thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. honor you. Mm-hmm. Well, for those besties out there, if you haven't found your best friend or you're waiting for your new best friend, there's, you never know. You never know. <laughs> be right around the corner they could be next door on the phone waiting for your call who knows you never know when you're gonna find your next new best friend we will see you on our next episode bye bye everyone hey bestie thanks for listening 
If you like this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get notified of new episodes and check out cool bestie gift ideas at howimetmybff.com. That's right. And also leave us a review. Those reviews help us out a lot and are one of the best ways to support us. Yes. And if you have a fun story about how you met your BFF, send us an email at info at howimetmybff.com. We would love to hear about it. Definitely. And hey, maybe we'll have you on our next episode. That would be awesome. Until next time. Love ya, BFFs.